0: One, two, three, and four
1: Count what you have now Don't count what you don't have
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Cesar Valencia.
1: And my name is Lucas Gadam,
0: And this is Explain This Senpai. Oh, Duke, we are back again for another one. We are back. We are back. Uh, uh, watch me dance. Uh, do a little uh. Yeah, you like that? You like that? You see that? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh. Yeah. uh, yeah. uh. Oh, wait. This is audio. You can't. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Uh, 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 Cool. Anyway, sorry. I wasn't doing a fun little dance to myself and nobody else. Uh, (laughs) Lucas, how are you doing today, dude?
1: Honestly, I'm doing great. How are you doing, C's? Listen, I'm going to be honest with you.
0: I'm a little winded after doing this little dance to myself. Um, So I'm just (laughs) going to collect myself here for a moment. And then we continue into this wonderful beautiful podcast but besides that listen man I'm doing great we are um we're chugging along in these episodes um we I mean we're getting into some stuff here um and I mean I want to get into it so Duke what stuff exactly are we getting into today
1: we are getting into episode 14, Still Can't See, The Night Before the Counter Offensive, episode 1. And this is a doozy of an episode. I am summarizing it and calling it Aaron's Tribunal.
0: Okay, when I was getting ready for this episode, I legitimately was like, I wonder how many words Lucas is going to use <laughs> to describe this episode. <laughs> And I think eventually we're just going to get to the point where you just use a grunt and every single <laughs> one of us are just going to say, oh, fuck, he did it again. <laughs> the mad lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's listen. That's yeah. That's it, folks. It is the tribe. you know, I'm not a big survivor fan. I don't really watch that show. But for those of you who do, maybe this is, I don't know, like cool for you. I don't know. Um, so in this week's episode uh oh hold on um Lucas are you seeing this on the monitor are
1: you see- um oh yep it's spiking
0: okay uh folks uh folks listen i i we had a whole thing here planned but we do have breaking news so not only do we have a brand new opening title track but we have a new opening title sequence we we can't tell you about the episode yet because there's new stuff there's new stuff
1: there's so much new stuff
0: oh it's boggling my mind so in this episode folks we're not gonna do the outro there is an outro but that one um let me say this y'all there is way too much stuff to talk about with just this title sequence alone, so the outro we are going to have to leave for next time. So for now, skip it. Don't watch it. Um, I, I mean, unless you really want to watch it. In that case, you know, do whatever uh, makes you happy, because that's what, what I would, what, what I would like. So, anyways, here here's what I'll say as kind of an overview of these opening sequences. And Lucas, tell me if I'm off the mark here. Overall, I believe that Attack on Titan does a wonderful and very intentional job when they create their opening title sequences however like most shows they you know definitely give hints to a possible future right that's the point of an opening sequence and this one in particular does have a little bit of a spoiler so if you are following along with us it may behoove you To skip ahead. And what we'll do is in the detailed notes below, you can find the timestamp for when to jump back in. And if not, then please follow along with us as we take a dive into this opening sequence. So there are, uh, I mean, I don't know what you have, um, what what you noticed that stood out to you, Lucas. I have that uh, there are new characters. Uh, That are swinging through some sort of tree glade that we haven't, you know, we haven't met them before. Uh, We have a ton of blood. So that's...
1: Lots of blood.
0: (laughs) It's pretty normal. (laughs) What else do you got, Duke?
1: Uh, The thing that stuck out to me, too, was the use of shadowy figures. Mm -hmm. Um, And definitely the female shadowy figure really stuck out to me
0: yeah,,, um, uh, uh, now that's gonna be a big one there., um, and I, so, okay, I I don't know if I can, okay, let me start here. So I noticed that Hanji-san, who we have met before, is displayed various times in the opening sequence. So I think, it, you know, this likely means, that she's you know, going to be probably a central character for the remainder of the season, what's left of it. Um, another thing that is uh, extremely interesting to me is that they displayed the wings of freedom, and then it dissolved into two birds, one black and one white, going in separate directions. And shortly thereafter... They display two shadowed figures. And again, this is the this is the crux of the whole thing here, folks. And then they have Mikas and Armin on either side of Aaron in the background, almost in direct opposition of each other. They literally have their backs to one another. So Lucas, given what's going on there, this is like, folks, if you're not paying attention to the title like sequence, this probably happens in like three seconds. So Lucas. What do you what is your take on the
1: birds? The birds are definitely the two paths that I feel like we even get in the episode of like Aaron and oh. like Yeah, like are they gonna choose essentially imprisonment or are they gonna choose freedom?
0: Oh. oh that's one of our major themes so far is the idea of freedom in caged birds. Vogel im kafig. Oh my God! It always comes back to Vogelim Kafik. I can't escape the song. I can't. We can't. We can never, folks. We can never escape Vogelim Kafik. <laughs> it's just so. So, uh, I. I really wanted to ponder, some of the multiple possibilities, and and Lucas, you hit one that I didn't have on here at all. So, and, you know, this is what happens with symbolism, right? This is often the case. So, number one, uh, I think it could be that the scouts are going to be divided into two separate factions, right? Um, you know, because you have the wings of freedom that represent the scouts, and then they it, it dissolves into two birds, white and black, right? That's a possibility. Additionally, if you take the wings of freedom to represent the entire military, uh, it could be— that the military itself is split in its perspective, especially given that Eren is currently imprisoned, right? I love that. It could also—I mean, it's, it's it's a possibility, right? It, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true, but it could be. Now, what it could also be is that, specifically, Mikasa and Armin could have polarizing ideologies on how they view Eren with his new powers, right? I mean— they are two kind of these. Uh, they take up like they do the rule of thirds. One third is Mika, so one third is Armin, and then in the background is like a tiny Aaron. So you know it could be that, right? And lest we forget, this is television. This is this is popular media. So we could just be a red herring, because I would not put it past the show's writers to attempt to you know mislead the viewers and to constantly have them guessing, right? Um, I, I I just feel like, I feel like you can't fully put stock into everything you see in these opening sequences and also the outros, but I mean, they also created it for a reason, right? So it's, it's this weird kind of push and pull between the two. Um, and so, okay, now comes the big one, the shadowy figures walk us through Duke. What do we have going on with these shadowy figures?
1: It feels like they're facing off against each other like they're constantly being shown in opposition to one another and in like fighting stances.
0: Oh yeah oh yeah so y'all just so uh, if you're following along with us here in, in in the intro, remember that these there were only two images that were on screen and they were only on screen for like a couple of microseconds right it's like almost like a flash and the the and so remember that the final portion of the opening sequence just purely displays titans purely displays titans and there's an emphasis on Aaron's titan so these two shadowy figures these two shadowy images Um, one of them is kind of towards the middle and one of them is at the end of this opening sequence, which means that it could fall in the, you know, kind of contextually, it would, you could assume that it is a Titan, right? Um, I don't think it would be too far-fetched to say that. And here's one thing to note is that they, these shadowy images kind of, I would say, display a kind of normative feminine or femme-presenting body type. I think, is something that's kind of nuts here. Um, you know, and, uh, at, at one point in time, this figure is imposed onto a background of large buildings, again, indicating the possibility of a female or femme-presenting titan, right? So here's another small note about this, about this, you know, potential titan. Again, this is, this, again, could be a red herring. It could be something out of context. But this titan has pretty remarkably short hair. So, with that being said, what are some of the characters we have Duke that have short hair and that are potentially female or femme-presenting?
1: Well, Mikasa and Rico are the first two that come to mind.
0: True. True. Yep. Yeah. Um, we have... Uh, uh, we have the... Uh, additionally the uh small blonde-haired gal um who was in the scouts or not in the scouts, excuse me but in the cadets um I don't remember if we've gotten her name yet I don't I don't remember if we have we might have um, I think we do when uh, was...
1: uh, she feeds Sasha that bread after Sasha had been running all day
0: oh and then they exchange names right yeah okay so that's Krista and uh, we also have um, the uh the freckled, uh kind of taller um brunette um that kind of uh heckled Krista um, and a couple of the other cadets there as well. She also has short hair. Um Annie has short hair. And uh so it 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 can't at this point in time be Sasha because Sasha has long hair and a ponytail. Um so she really can't be in consideration unless, you know, she were to cut her um cut her hair off but we have no indication of that as of this point in time right um and so again this is just speculation this that's that's all that this is we're taking the info the data that they've given us in the intro and we are trying to see if there's any guesses that we can make about what's coming up um and now um huh, music time huh, music time huh. Music time. Stand at attention. Salute! Be ready and focused. Hold your salute. Holding it? Because this music time. Keep holding it, soldier! Soldier, I see you shaking. Hold it. At ease!
1: Ah, thank you. I was holding it forever.
0: (laughs) Now, listen. I need you to be at attention. Because this music time is unlike any other that we've had so far. I hope you're ready. This is a very different one, and it starts off with a bang. And I mean that in multiple ways. <laughs> I did I, I did the, the thing. Um, so the new theme song sees the return of Linked Horizon. Um, they were the band who did the song for the, uh, intro in the first half of season one. Um, and they also go by the name Sound Horizon. So, uh, this band changes their name to Linked Horizon whenever they are commissioned to write songs that are not part of their main canon. Uh, which is a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting thing for a band to do. So, uh, Linked Horizon is a, a very popular mainstream Japanese band... That has been active for a whopping twenty years, since two thousand and one. So, um, they have now uh, they created the first uh, the first intro song, and now in episode fourteen they have created the song. Uh, and again, please forgive my uh, pronunciation of these. I'm doing my best. Um, they created the song "Gyu uh, no Subasa." So, uh, Jiyu no Tsubasa is the Japanese translation of the song, but it also goes by a German title, which is uh, Die Flugel der Freiheit. Here's the kicker. In English, this translates to the wings of liberty or the wings of freedom. So, clearly... We know that the scouts are going to be possibly the most important topic going into the rest of season one. And before we go any further, hit him with that track, Lucas! Alright, so, now that you've heard it, let's talk about some very key points here. Number one, the lyrics. So, just, y'all, I want you to just listen to this, okay? This is, we have not had anything like this thus far. Which, again, innovation, right? This show continues to innovate. So, here are some of the lyrics. Oh, my friend. Here's to victory. These are with exclamation points. For the first glory, oh my friend, let's celebrate this victory before the next fight. If the enemy is gigantic, we will leap. We grip two steel blades of glory, sing the song of victory, and have the wings of freedom on our back. With our determination tightly held to our heart, we sever this ring of folly and dance into the blue sky. Didn't the birds break out of their shell in order to fly and not to climb on the ground pathetically? For what reason do you possess those wings? Isn't the sky like a birdcage too tiny? Freedom and death, the two of them are twins. Freedom or death, our friend is but one of them. So, that's a lot. (laughs) These... These are not the lyrics of a downtrodden civilization. They are a burgeoning, swelling, yearning, and desire. They are a call to arms. It is prideful, hopeful, and militaristic. So I need everyone to understand right now, this song is a masterpiece. I've given you the pieces, all of the clues here, And let's bring it together. Normally, title songs are completely disconnected to the content of the show they are written for. This one is created to seemingly have been written by somebody within the universe of Attack on Titan and to have taken place immediately after the events of the Battle for Trust. Folks... The literal creation of the song is canon. And what's more, right, the lyrics. This song is supposed to sound like a national anthem. It is intentional. It is a song created to rally humanity and lift their spirits. It's a war song. It's a war cry. Oh, holy shit. This show is unparalleled oh Lucas give me your thoughts what I I just broke this down for you give me your thoughts
1: well I I'm just floored by how powerful and evocative these words are and this idea that it's a rousing song that's in universe like oh my gosh that just makes me want to like stand up and join the survey Corey you know <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> oh, it's, it is genuinely a masterstroke of brilliance. The, I, y'all, this show every time. So, okay. With all that being said, Lucas, can you walk us through the actual episode now? Um, I, I,
1: yeah, let's actually get <laughs> yeah, into the absolutely. episode.
0: Listen, I can't stop saluting, so I'm going to take a little break. But you go ahead and, and, and start us off, and, and I'll pick up from where where you you know where you're at.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So the interesting part is like we have two, we're given two perspectives of Walcina and Walmaria mm. Maria, and how they're each taking this news that there is a human titan mm. among them wall seen as being like, Oh no, they're going to come for us. They're going to use it as this, like as this like champion to come take over. Yeah. And then while Maria is more like, oh, we have a savior, someone to fight back and push back the Titans. Maybe we can take back the wall that we lost, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there's hope. even And so there's suspicion and hope depending on where you are in the wall. And that's so interesting that they're showing this divided politics in this this, you know, this world that we had just kind of seen from one perspective oh, before. Maybe those
0: are the birds. Mm. Possibly. Multiple birds. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I think it's uh, also important to note that we are also um, technically in a new arc. Uh, the arc we're in is called the Prelude to the Counterattack. We're in episode one of that arc. Um, and we don't know how long it'll be. Um because you know, Battle for Trust was like thirty episodes, um, but you know, this is you know a new arc, nonetheless. So I mean, there is that. There is that. Did, did I, did I do, did I do good? Did I was that good? You did, or? you did
1: great, Tease. You did great. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm so thanks. proud of you.
0: Okay, okay, okay. Thank you. All right, keep going, please. <laughs>
1: uh, then we have Pixis and Ar- Arwen having a uh, honest discussion about what to do with Aaron, and mm. um, this is all pre-Aaron's tribunal. And I know Erwin and Aaron, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna Yeah It's gonna keep coming. Yeah. But we're gonna work through it. We're gonna
0: It's not going away. <laughs> yeah. Uh well we also have the introduction of the military police, right? Like this is the first time that we get to actually see them. We've heard about them, you know, like, oh, if you get in the top ten, you go to military police, but we've never actually seen them. Um and so we get, you know, some shots of them. And we also get introduced to um, somebody else known as the Premier, uh, whose full title is Premier Delis Zachary. Uh, And they explain that he's, you know, the overseer of the three military regiments. So, you know, in effect, uh, he's kind of like the, you know, general of the entire uh, military, right? Um, Yeah. And so... He seems like
1: an imposing figure.
0: Yeah. It is... Like the moment that he got out of the car, I was like, "Okay." I mean, do you want me to like, do you want me to like kiss your hand now or later?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Uh, and there's like a power struggle, right? So, so what's this power struggle all about?
1: This power struggle is on who gets Aaron, because the military police they want to eliminate him and get rid of him because they seem to be more loyal to Walsina. and the Survey Corps oh, want him yeah. to try and take back the rest of the walls that have been lost, and then some, and help push back the titans. Yeah,
0: I, dude, I didn't even notice that the military police reflected the views of those within Wall Cena. That's, oh, that's a brilliant catch, Duke. Um, so, so in essence, and if I'm not mistaken here, the idea in contention is this. Is the existence of Aaron Yeager a boon to humanity, Or is it a hindrance? And without going any further, Lucas, what would your decision be?
1: I agree with Aaron. He's a monster, but a monster that can be useful.
0: Yeah, I... So, I think as it stands, with the knowledge that we currently possess... I feel like Aaron is far more likely to benefit humanity, right? Because think about the position of humanity currently. The Rose Regiment has lost a significant chunk of their forces, including pretty much their entire elite squad. Um, Humanity has lost a third of their entire landmass and property. It's gone. They don't have uh, the third wall right now. And, to top it off, Clifford, the big red giant, and the armored titan are still at large. So, I mean, if I'm, you know, the premier, at this point, I feel like humans need something. Because from where I'm standing, they're about to become extinct, right? Exactly. So, I you know, and and, and yes, there's a lot of variables. I get that. But think about it this way under extreme surveillance and, you know, like doing various tests to make sure that, you know, Aaron isn't like a ticking time bomb, uh, then I think Aaron significantly evens the odds in favor of humanity. And I don't, I mean, when, when, when are we going to get another another chance like this, right? Like this isn't a run of the mill event. So if you just kill him and say, okay, cool, I guess we're going to figure it out. To me, you've just signed your death sentence. I mean, that's what it uh, – in, in my opinion, right? So, anyways, um, uh, we have introductions of other characters as well. Um, who do we uh, got, Yes,
1: Duke? the crazy scientist from previous <laughs> episodes. Hanji uh, Zoe is her name. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, I am so excited for this character. And as we talked about from the intro, it's probably going to be a, a main character from here on forward. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I'm i not kidding. I can't watch this show now and immediately not think of you saying mad scientist. It You've literally rotted my brain. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> Sorry. I can't think of it any other way. No, it's fine. It's great. Um, we also have uh, Mike Zacharias. Um, and it's important to note that both of these characters are section commanders of the scouts. And... You know, I mean, these are new characters. Yay! More names of characters who we get to become attached to, and then cruelly, they get ripped apart from us. Probably, yay!
1: Hooray!
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, this show fucking rules, and it sucks so bad. Oh my god! All right, then I'm gonna get to the trial. Walk us through the trial, Duke. What happens?
1: Well, Aaron's brought before this military tribunal, and the first thing that Darius Zachley says to him is. Are you not a soldier sworn to sacrifice your life for the public good? And Aaron agrees, affirms this, which is just just a strong opening for a tribunal. Like this is going to go one yeah. way or the other and either way your life is not your own.
0: Yep, I completely forgot about that. Um uh, we also have uh more characters. Uh we have uh I don't know if it's Niall or Nile but it could be Niladok. Niladok um, Nila is the commander of the military police, so he's the equivalent of um, of Erwin and the equivalent of Pixies. Um, we have the introduction of the Wall cult.
1: Yeah, the Wallists. They, they're given yeah. more of a voice because apparently they've become more popular ever since the Colossal Titan showed up.
0: Yeah, the wallists. I do like that. I like that quite a bit. It's very good. Oh, cuz it makes them sound so stupid. It's like, "Yeah, we're the wallists." It's like, "What? Your wallets?" No, I'm not I'm not my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're headed by a uh, pastor Nick is who we um uh we we find out their their name and uh they are a they basically look like a walking skeleton. Um and, of course, we have the reappearance of my love, Rico. This precious Rico just hanging out with everyone makes me so happy to see them. Um. So, okay. What, what do you have? Do you have anything about the military police and their kind of argument? Because I got something here, but I wanted to know if you had any specific thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, actually, I really like their argument f- based from, like, a fear perspective. Uh, mm. And I really like how they brought up Mikasa and Aaron killing the robbers. Because watching that episode, you're like, oh my gosh, Aaron and Mikasa, they're so strong and cool. They defeated those horrible men. But from the military police's perspective, like they're using it to kind of show how inhuman... Mikasa and Aaron are, and I thought that was a brilliant argument.
0: Okay, yeah, listen, you're right, and I was literally going to ask you what you think about this, and I realized how biased I am. Because, okay, Uh, okay, here's the thing. You're right, right? But I'm so biased that I can't help but think that the military police's use of pathos here and their argument when they mention this, right? I think it's fucking gross, man, right? Because this is what they say, and I quote, even if it was in self-defense, we cannot help but question his basic humanity. Y'all, there are kids who are, they know the full report. The military police knows the full report. And listen, I agree with Lucas. What they did was, I mean, it's classic its classic reasoning, 101. This is what you get taught in your first English class in college. You appeal to emotion, right? But, I mean, the thing is, they're not talking on logic anymore. They're going to the audience and saying, I mean— yeah, maybe they stopped themselves from being killed and like other really bad stuff, but I mean, aren't they also monsters? And of course, what's the crowd gonna say? Of course, they go into rumor mongering. They say, "Oh, you know what? I bet it's, I bet Mika's is a monster too." It, it's it's a ploy. It's not. I don't know. And this is probably me just being biased, and I get that. But okay. But Lucas, and this is this is where I legitimately have no idea. That argument, right? And I'll say it again. Uh, quote: Even if it was in self-defense, we cannot help but question his basic humanity. Does this argument still track in terms of logos, in terms of the logic of the argument being presented?
1: I don't think so, because their assumption is that because he's a Titan, he's no longer human, and that assumption has not been proven true or false. Okay, did
0: you get that? Yeah, I got it. We got him. Yeah, we got him on record. Yeah, we got him on the microphone. We're, we're recording it. Yep. Okay. Um. Okay. Sorry. Um. <clears throat> uh. Just I. I just um. Uh, I wanted to have this as evidence. Um. For. Uh. For Premier Zachary, so that he can know that the military police are full of shit. So. Okay. Anyway. Sorry. I'm too biased. Okay. I'm too biased. I admit it. I. It was a trap, Lucas. I'm sorry. I I I did a trap upon you. I I apologize.
1: It's okay. I like your traps.
0: <laughs> all right. So, we have these arguments, everyone's yelling, everyone's getting into it. Then what?
1: Uh, then we have Aaron's thoughts on all of this, and are they yeah. powerful? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we have Aaron just coming out and being like, Okay, cowards. You haven't even seen a titan. Yeah. So you have no idea what you're talking about. And if you want to be afraid behind the wall, great. That's fine. But I have have a plan, and I'm going to go for it. So you can continue doing what you're doing and just bet everything on me. Because I'm going to get this job done.
0: Oh, it's so sick. Oh, it's so good. Uh... The, um, so th- there's a song that's played, and this isn't a music time, this is just a fun fact, um, because we've already heard the song, but the song that is, um, overlaid on top of his speech, um, is actually one of the songs that we've heard before, um, but it is the instrumental version. Um, so I thought that was, uh, a pretty, uh, pretty interesting thing. Um, they're not only taking, you know, the tracks that have lyrics or not, uh, but they're changing them to, you know, fit scenes. Um, so I, I just thought that was, uh, really interesting. Uh, and then we have the Levi beat down.
1: Oh, and, yes.
0: And in this corner, standing at four foot nine, wearing a bowl cut haircut, we have Captain Levi. Um, uh, He, he just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> he, he just, he just he, but turns him into pulp. Uh, L- Lucas, do you remember your reaction from the first time you watched it?
1: I absolutely do.
0: Okay, what went through your brain the first time you watched it?
1: What went through my brain was, this guy is crazy, but he's smart. Like, this beatdown is showing... I I, I first assumed he was just showing everyone that just because Aaron gets hurt doesn't mean he turns into a titan. Like, obviously, he was asserting dominance and doing a lot of other things, but my first thing was like, wow, what a smart move. Just because Aaron gets hurt doesn't mean he turns into a titan, meaning he can be controlled, he can be killed.
0: Y'all, that's why, that's, that, that, I, I do things like do a, do a trap upon Lucas. Lucas, from his first watch through, was just playing 7D chess. He was just ah yes of course Levi yes of course he has pulled his own trap, I dude, I, never in a million years would I think to do that because I just my brain doesn't work that way it's just of course your sci-fi incredible brain would catch on the first time because me, I was absolutely terrified mortified, I was I I, I was just slackjawed. Like a donkey in the middle of a firefly storm in mid July. You ever seen one of those?
1: Just once.
0: Uh, I- I've I've never seen it. I've just heard of it. Uh, <laughs> so it's just my my brain just gets so caught up in the moment that I don't even think that. I just think, holy shit, he's just giving it to him. <laughs> as far as my brain goes it's shocking it's so shocking and and the thing is that i think it's so great i feel like they make you feel and not in a contrived way but i feel like they almost make it like you're one of the audience members too right because you're just like thinking all these things like holy shit it's going so bad what's gonna happen now and then and then the beatdown happens and you just you're like oh uh uh excuse me oh you're just going to keep going okay um hello i uh, oh uh it, it's just it stops everything everything stops it's it's such an iconic scene now the thing here is that there are two enormous reveals afterwards so lucas at, at the very end here, we have the Levi beatdown and these two enormous reveals. What do we got?
1: We got the fact that uh, Aaron is joining the Survey Corps. Mm-hmm. And the even bigger one, the huge one, is Aaron's tooth had already grown back.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to add a third in here because if you are like me— and your brain isn't as big as Lucas's. Uh, the third reveal is that Levi beating the shit out of Eren was pre-planned. It was their trump card. Because here's the thing: they knew that it would work. They uh Commander Erwin literally says that he was waiting for the right opportunity to do that, right? So there we have established the ingenuity of Commander Erwin. And, and those involved, obviously, but his specifically, and knowing that this kind of thing would happen and planning for it. Uh, and it, so we have these three things, right? These are, these are the big reveals. We have uh, him being uh, now with the Scouts officially, which is what he's wanted to begin with. Uh, we have his Wolverine powers. He's literally one of the X-Men. And then uh, we have the trump card that it, it was—I mean, Commander Aaron— uh, uh, Neelan didn't even know that he didn't have a chance. He literally did not know. And Commander Erwin just said, yeah, it's fine. With this whole trial thing, it's fine. We got it. Like, it's just, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So, I mean, y'all, I think that's just gonna uh, that's just gonna do it for today and we wanted first and foremost to thank all of you for listening to explain this senpai but before we go we wanted to give a few shout outs now of course i wanted to thank vantage for the use of our theme song count what you have now off of the album j funk city vantages edit collection you can find details in the description below go listen to them now go now salute and release. Go listen. Go.
1: I just wanted to shout out my friend Jesse, who has been just awesome and someone who I've mm. been talking to about this project for a while. And it's great to finally have be able to talk to him more about it. And, yeah. Uh, thanks, Jesse, for being a good chatting buddy. What have you thanks. been interacting with this week, Caesar?
0: So, I... I am going to beat you to the punch on this one, Duke. Um, oh, great. And I do apologize. Listen, here's the thing. It was a last-minute thing. Um, no, okay. I'll give it. Never mind. I'll give I'll give it to you. It's fine. I'll give it to you. I'll, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Um, so, uh, as you all know, I've been getting very into chess. Um, I spent, I think, like four hours um, a couple of days ago just playing chess match after chess match after chess match. It was oh, I loved it every second of it. So with that, um, I've actually been getting into a lot of kind of like trying to get better at it. Um, and so I've been watching um, a lot of an individual on uh, on YouTube called Gotham chess. Uh, it's been uh, really helpful um, in kind of dissecting uh, you know some of my problems and what I've been doing, but also in just how to get um, generally better. Um, it's good content um it is uh for those of you who like chess it's definitely uh it is definitely a thing to check out uh so what have you been getting into but i bet i can guess
1: (laughs) i might surprise you oh uh yeah this week i've been getting into two things uh new world the new amazon mmo Mm -hmm. and more importantly not more importantly gilmore girls
0: you're joking no wow not about the gilmore girls part gilmore girls rule uh but that's not at all what i thought what you were gonna say so
1: So you can go again and tell us what i was supposed to say
0: uh, well okay well no no keep going Uh, gilmore girls uh uh, you know give us give us the breakdown what what, why have you been getting into those what's going on with that
1: well, it fall just started, and, um, mm. you know, this season is very important to some people that I know. Mm. And Gilmore Girls is kind of like the perfect fall show, honestly. That's what it is. Yeah, that's
0: true. Where do they live again? Stardew Valley or something? Stars Hollow. It's
1: the, it's the same thing.
0: Um, so the other thing that I was going to say, and I genuinely cannot believe this is not something that you said, the world is ablaze by this show. Good old Squid Game. Uh yeah, um I kept hearing about it over and over and over and over and over and over and over, and, over and, over, and I finally just caved and said, Alright, I'll watch this ding-dang show. Uh, and I watched it, and it was good. That's <laughs> That's all I got on it. It's just a good dude. It's a, good, it's a good show it's a, uh, it's yeah it's korean made i mean you know support asian and asian american made you know media hell yeah
1: yeah i'll have to check it out i've also been hearing a lot about it yeah. it's pretty good but uh where can we find you on social media
0: if you want to get in touch with me you can reach out to me on twitter and instagram at it's c's underscore i t s c e e z underscore what about you duke
1: for me, it's just my first and last name at Yahoo. At not at Yahoo. That's my email. Um, it's, <laughs> Luca- <laughs> it's Lucas. It's Lucas Gadam at yeah, on Instagram and Twitter. I can't believe I just. Uh, talked about my email address but go ahead and email me if you want to but we have an actual email for this for the show it's explainthissenpai this senpai at gmail.com please send in your thoughts your comments your questions something we missed something you liked you just you uh just send yourself. us your why would you i did <laughs> i did but we definitely want your emails yeah
0: all of them all of them you can also email me at Caesar Valencia at msnbcglobal.net. dot you can get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've also got a net zero account. <laughs> oh man, so y'all. Please, please, please get in contact with us. We want your emails. We want to know what you think of the new song. We want to know what you think of the intro. Did you find something that we didn't? What do you think of the two birds? Are they just fucking birds? Are we out of our minds? Uh, send us an email. And while you're at it, uh, please, y'all. Um, and this is something that I, uh, really, uh, am, uh, am so thankful for everyone who has done this so far, uh. But if you could just do us a favor, we want to continue um, hearing from people. That's why we do this. We do this because we want to be interactive with those of you who are currently listening. And the best way to do that is to continue kind of, uh, you know, building the fan base. Uh, We love all of you who have been with us from the beginning. And for those of you who are just joining, welcome. Um, But the best thing you can do for us is to rate and review our podcast um, just let us know in there. Um, even if it's just cool. I mean, it can you can say anything. It literally takes 30 seconds of your time to do so. Um, and while you're at it, um, uh, you can also download our episodes as well. That kind of thing also helps in getting our name out there. Those are just small things that you can do um, to support us um, as we continue because we, you know are not gonna stop anytime soon. But anyways, that is gonna do it for us today. Be sure to join us for another episode of Explain This Senpai. But until then, ding ding ding. Class is dismissed. That's a wrap, baby. Uh, 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 that's a wrap. Uh, that's a wrap. You can find